Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm well. <laughs> it's good to see you. How do you get your teeth so white? I just, oh. I have to know, what do you, what's the secret? Oh. <laughs> now I have to like cover my mouth the whole time. <laughs> All right. Well, you have, you have great pearly whites, man. Thank they are, you. They are super white. I appreciate um, that. But yeah. Um, so a few weeks ago, I had mentioned something. I can't remember what episode it was. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about... Uh, COVID mm. and how it affected relationships, mm. you know, being in the lockdown, the aftermath, all that kind of stuff. So mm. I thought it'd be interesting to kind of explore um, different stages of your relationship when COVID hit mm. based on where you were in your life and kind of talk about um, the pros and cons of that. Because mm. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I highly doubt that there's somebody out there where COVID, if they were single, dating, married, whatever, that it had no effect like whatsever mm. on the relationship. It had, no, everybody's like just a little bit because it's yeah. different. We've never been in that scenario before where the entire world was like shut down. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird. And it feels like such a long time ago. I know. And yet, I, I don't know. We, I don't think we've really dealt with it. It's weird. I mean, <laughs> even thinking about how things have changed with like Zoom, you know, like now they have like trials on Zoom and stuff and we're all working from home, which we never did before. And like- yeah. So a lot of things that went on yeah. during that time period that was just like, what is happening right now? Yeah, and it it made people stop and pause and really think about it because mm-hmm. I, I think we've always gone through change. Mm-hmm. Just collectively as a society, we see it all the time. It just became way more noticeable during that time because we yeah. were just by ourselves. <laughs> and it was funny. It just <laughs> and made the me, news. That's all we really. It just had. made me think about um, for everybody out there. Jose and I have been friends for quite some time, and when Jose, I mean, when Jose hit, <laughs> when COVID hit. <laughs> I remember our last conversation I've we never had. Hit you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. let me clarify. Jose has never hit me. Because <laughs> they're like that bastard. When <laughs> when did you, Robbie? Are you okay? Do you need help? I've been hearing a duress this whole time. Um, when of- COVID hit, I remember our last conversation in person, and you were like, "Okay, well, I'll see you soon." I was like, mm. "I don't know, brother." I was like, "I, I think this is the beginning of something." We were at work, yeah, and, and they came in like like it was like we we're about to get nuked or something. Yeah, like, it was weird. Hey, everybody needs to go home yeah. right now. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> no questions asked. Just get in your car. But it was weird because I remember I had this eerie feeling that I was like. I don't know, man. And then I didn't see you for like, I don't know how long. long until It was a long time till I saw you again. It's almost like two years, I think. Oh, no. I think it was like a year because we were in lockdown for a while, but then we got out. I think oh, we saw yeah, each other like did. a year later. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But for being as close as we are, that was strange. Yeah. To not be able to physically see yeah. your friend. Well, and that's the other part. Like you said, it wasn't like we're bracing for it. Like if I know you're going to be gone for right. a year because you took a job <laughs> and you're contracted for a year, right. I know I'm not going to see you for at least a year. It gives right. me a proper goodbye. Like, all right. right, let's go out, let's have drinks and send you away properly. But yeah. we had no idea. We didn't know that this was going to be, it could have been potentially the last time. Like, you know, you never know. Yeah. And you're just like, all right. You should have known it was the end of the world. Cause that day I remember I was wearing flats and you were completely thrown off by I that. I was laughing at it because <laughs> you were in blue suede shoes. I, I was. <laughs> I was in blue suede shoes and that they was, were flat. And it, you should have known. I've never seen you in jeans before either. That oh was yeah, the I don't First wear. time I've ever seen you in jeans at work. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. You should have known. I had on a Kiss T-shirt. Like things, the world was about to like yeah, some shit was looking changing. Looking back at it now, sure. I, but uh, I just hindsight. thought it was funny because I just remember that. But 
it kind of leads me into my first part of like, if you were single and then COVID hit, I feel like a lot of single people probably thought in the very beginning, like, it's okay. It's not that bad. Like this won't be that long. We had no idea how long the effects of this was going to last. So if you were single, you're like, oh, okay, like let's say it's a few weeks, they'll figure this thing out and I'll be back out on the scene. Yeah. But no, you I, weren't. I remember initially I thought it was going to be three months. Mm. And then... You just had a feeling? Yeah. And then, because uh, we talked about it, because some people thought, oh, we'll be back in like a couple of weeks. And I was like, no, nah, I think it's about three months. Mm. And then maybe about a month or a month and a half into it, I was like, no. <laughs> going to be like six months yeah and and then as things kept on progressing and there was no progress mm. i thought to myself mm, this is <laughs> going to be about a year yeah and i said but that's tops it can't be any more than a year there's no way we can sustain it and then sure enough we went past a year <laughs> well i mean i think in within a year i'm not saying things were back to normal they weren't but people were going out because we were so fed up at that point is like i can't yeah, live this life you know but but they hadn't opened up everything yeah that yeah, you were starting you were seeing you had more limited and more. capacity and you had to wear a mask that was yeah, the thing people were still having parties right they yeah. they started having parties and things like that but but it, it the the for the general public it wasn't open yeah. it was hard to find a restaurant right at all. That's what I'm saying. When you, if you were single when that hit, like I said, it's probably just like, oh, this will be short term. It's fine. Yeah. But then it started dragging. And then dating has completely changed for that whole like two years or so because it was like, well, I'll get into that later. But like, I think that initially a lot of people thought this wasn't a big deal. It won't be that long. Right. So if you're single, especially during the lockdown and you, let's say that you don't have really close friends where you talked a lot or something like that. You'd kind of just had nobody. You were yeah. by yourself. I don't know. I mean, that's hard. You can't get that oh, human connection. Me, not so much. <laughs> I know you like your alone time. But um, I love my alone time. But like even well, they tried the Zoom dating but that wasn't that good because people were still missing the connection. So they tried. Yes. You know. Um, and don't get me wrong. I think you're right. We're social creatures by by nature. We we need that. Even I, as much as I love my alone time, I need to be around other humans from time to time. But right. I will say this. Being by yourself is not necessarily a bad thing. It might feel like a bad thing because you have to face a lot of demons I know that alcoholism and drug abuse got really heavy during that time too, not least of which uh, for the anxiety that people had, like what's going on? Are we mm. ever going to go back to being outside? Like, is this thing going to kill us? Yeah. Like it's a legitimate fear, right? Um, but, but, but nevertheless, when you're by yourself, it faces or it forces you to face things that you might ordinarily not want to face. Mm -hmm. Now you have nothing but time on your hands to deal with this. So it, for me, I, I took that away as a perfect opportunity to deal with things in my past, to, deal, to, to put in the work and really focus on a lot of the get-ups that I had about myself. Mm -hmm. It really, really helped me out a lot. Yeah. I kind of wish I had a professional to, to help me along, but I kind of did it all on myself and I was just like, it was great. It's good for those people, but people who like to be out and <laughs> yeah, social. And extroverts, yes. yes. <laughs> Extra, extroverts, I know that you don't like trouble, that, but, but yeah. yeah, I'm just saying like if you were serial dating, but you liked it, right? You just, whatever, you like to meet new people and it was fun and yeah. whatever. I still date it. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like um, for those people, what a shock that was to kind yeah. of not have. And like I said, they tried it with the Zoom, which I know you did try. I did. I know you didn't like it as much. But again, there was the complaint of like 
yeah, you're, we're trying <laughs> this, this, we're trying to make this a solution, but at the end of the day, it's not, it can't be. I remember they, they did a thing on one of the dating apps and, uh, it was like a big zoom call and everybody <laughs> just talked a little bit. And then afterwards, you like can a meet message, and greet, kind of, sort of, yeah. Okay. Except it was all through Zoom. Mm. And then afterwards, you can message whoever you wanted to and just be like, "Hey, I was on the Zoom call." So you had to be on camera, obviously, so they could. So see. So what if you only had your phone? You just use it on your phone. I know, but how would you see the teeny tiny pictures of people if everybody was on there? I, you were you were done. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> I use my computer. Okay. So I got on my computer and I was able to. I think I might have either my computer or my, my iPad or something like that. Yeah, so a bigger was, screen. Yeah, so you could bigger, see yeah. I wanted to see who I was. But I'm pretty they, sure it was my. How computer. did they lead that? Was there um like a instructor that was yeah, like yeah there okay. was a guy there okay. and then they had like little games that they would play and then they did like an intro so everybody. Said hi, my name is so and so. Do this, oh, blah, okay. blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. And then they would have like questions like, "What do you think is good on a dating profile?" Because they had talked about like, "Yeah, I don't like guys that have muscle shirts on or shirtless pics. Uh-huh. I don't like that." A lot of the women said that. Guys, they really didn't say much. Did <laughs> they call they on like. people or what? It, it sounds like a lot of people be trying to talk over each other. Yeah, no, no, it was structured in such a way oh, that there okay. was somebody coordinating everything. But you know, it, get, it didn't have the same feel. Yeah. And what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it was. I mean, they were they were doing their best. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. I did we my tried best too. But, yeah. But I remember I did eventually get into a relationship uh, during COVID, and mm-hmm. that was interesting. Yeah, that was it was very interesting. Well, that leads me to my next one. So for people who just started dating, let's say when COVID hit or like shortly after. Right. Let's say we're in the lockdown or not. That part doesn't matter. Like immediately after lockdown, locked up. Um, But I was thinking like um, one positive thing that could happen from that is being able to talk on the phone. You know what I mean? Like if you Mm -hmm. couldn't really be with that person, let's say just yet, or it was restricted still or whatever, the phone conversations, you and I, we both love to talk on the phone. We're phone people. So I can sit there and talk to you and let's say the conversation is amazing. Kind of like with your childhood story, it's like you talk to her for so long, you build this amazing emotional connection. And then let's say that the lockdown is like, okay, we can all go back now. And then you get to meet her. Wouldn't that strengthen a relationship or potential one? Could, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you, nowadays people like to FaceTime. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a. I think people like to FaceTime more than they like to talk on the phone. I don't know why the phone. I like phone personally. I don't like the FaceTime only because when you're FaceTiming, there's so many other distractions. Like you have to like keep your hand steady. Although phones have come a long way, but then also there's things in the background. People then like they. They bomb your call and stuff like, oh. <laughs> so like especially if you live with other people. So as your face, but I get the FaceTime because you actually see a face on the yeah. other end. So I, I do see the allure of that. But for me, it's it's it, a phone call is much much better. Me personally, I don't. Well, I think the phone call for me. I'm I'm when I say phone call, FaceTime's kind of included in that. Just yeah. I just mean like talking yeah. and building <clears throat> that kind of um relationship before you meet. Yeah. Like what the benefits could be from that. So if I let's say that I just met someone, we went on a few dates and then COVID hit. And then now we're having these, you know, and there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. You could be talking for five hours a day or whatever. Good. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's <coughs> COVID was a, was a huge adjustment one way or the other. It just made us reevaluate a bunch of different things, man. And 
don't get me wrong. I mean, there was, there was still, like I said, I still dated during COVID. And I think most of it was on video conference, but I think there might've been times when I actually met people on maybe, you know, at one of the restaurants that were open, but oh, the food was horrible back then. Mm. Like there was nothing good about restaurants. Even when they first started opening up, I remember it was horrible. I mean, I was great. I was grateful that they were opened again. And I was like, this is fantastic. But I remember thinking to myself, this food is just horrible. Is it like limited staff? You think that's why? I, I guess it could have been that. It, I don't know why, but I just remember that the food was horrible. Now it's much better. And now restaurants are what back What if up they to, like had to fire all of their like regular chefs and then uh, we're like, okay, we're open again. And then you have to scramble to. I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was different. Like I said, you know, people are pretty good at adapting. I think if people had a bad relationship and they were forced to deal with that during COVID, I, because I had a really good experience, I don't even know what that would be like. I would say that for those people, I feel really bad because if you're on, you're in a bad relationship and now you're stuck with them and you have to see them every day. Mm-hmm. And you cannot get away from them other than you take a walk outside, but you got to come back home. Mm. Even then some people were scared to go outside for a I while. Mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how those poor people did it and how, you know, because what if your marriage is breaking up, but there's nowhere for you to go, right? Because again, like, everything was locked down. I don't think you could even get a hotel at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was limited. It was limited on what you can do. So Yeah. Well, you yeah. could build a bond by FaceTiming or talking on the phone, but I thought also too of a potential negative for that. If you may build a false sense of missing that person, you know what I'm saying? If you physically can't see them, it's like the heart grows fonder, that kind of thing, right? Mm. If you're just like, oh man, I can't wait to see them. You're building, you're building, you're building up this thing. Yeah. And then let's say when things started getting back to normal and then you start hanging around with them and then you're like, oh, I don't like this. You almost created this false person in your mind of what, because they're just telling you at that point, again, you just started dating. You don't really know. They're only telling you, oh, I'm like this. I'm like this. I'm like this. But if you don't see them in person, you don't interact, you have to take that as what they're saying is the truth. But yeah. it may not be. So if she says like, oh, I love to go out. I love to be outside, blah, blah, blah. Pandemic's over. You're like, hey, let's go out. Let's go. She's like, oh, I don't like to do that. And be like, yeah. well, I thought you said, she's like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't feel like it. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you're going to discover lies really fast, <laughs> which is, which is, you're right. I mean, you shouldn't present yourself as something that you're not. It just could make you kind of the same thing with like long distance relationships. Yeah. You're creating this, I miss you. I miss you. It's so intense, that feeling. Yeah. You can create, um, Sometimes people like the idea of a person versus the actual person. Right. Because because people are complex. They're not, you know, if you look at it from a right and wrong, not everything they do is going to be right. They might do more right than they do wrong, but that does not mean that they've never done wrong. And that's just if you look at it from a right and wrong, you can look at it from just uh, a different points of view. Yeah, you guys might agree on a bunch of different things, right? Yeah. You have the same point of view, but you don't agree on everything. Yeah. Like you just don't know. I think it's the same thing with, and I'm not saying all women do this, okay, but the women who um, only seek out to date men who are in prison, <laughs> right? Uh, like I said, I'm not saying all yeah. of them, but sometimes they're looking for it's because it's- You want the bad boy, sure. No, no. The, the She knows what she's getting. She knows that dating this guy, he's not going out to the club. Right. He's not, you know what I mean? Like 
you feel secure if you're insecure about certain things. Right. And then it's like, Oh, well he only has the money that I send him. So I kind of control that. Right. Right. Or he's, you think he's only writing to you. So it's like, it's almost like he needs you. So there's a little bit more security because it's like, well, he's in prison. Like he can't go anywhere. He needs me. Yeah. I think, I think what they need to examine, I think Carl Jung, and I'm butchering this. I heard that that he quoted this, but I've never, I don't know for sure, but he said something along the lines of, um, if you don't bring the unconscious into the conscious, then you're, you're dooming yourself, Mm. which is to say, if you know that you're dating somebody like that, that's bad for you. Mm. I'm not saying every convict is, is, is bad or, you know, obviously they did something that got caught. They're having to pay for that. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean them at the core they're bad people. So right. <laughs> I don't want any convicts coming after me, right, or any ex ex, ex uh, prisoners or whatever. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, that you're picking the wrong guy mm. over and over and over, and you know, you know that they're wrong for you, but you still keep on doing it. That means you need to do work. There's something unconsciously driving you towards that person, yeah. And you don't want to face it. So rather than facing it, you just keep on going and letting that unconscious part of you guide you towards that right and so there's something that you need to examine about yourself something might have gone on and maybe you suppressed it so bad it's going to take a lot of work to dig it out right because we tend to bury these things if we lose that analogy we bury them deep and in obscure places (laughs) So, 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 so trying to find exactly where or what what is making you um making you do those things, right? Mm-hmm. And having that behavior, you're going to doom yourself, right? Yeah. Especially if you know, like you said, you know that they're bad for you, mm-hmm. but you keep on going there anyways and you can't help yourself. Mm-hmm. It's because something's driving you, unconsciously something's driving you. Yeah. You need to determine what's going on there. But it's hard because it's probably something that's painful and you don't want to address because it is so painful. Mm. But unfortunately, that's the only way to get you know, to, you, you, you're going to have to face it. Yeah. You're going to have to at some point say, okay, this happened in my life. That's the reason why I'm doing that. And hopefully the, the train of thought is that once you know that, mm-hmm. then when you feel yourself gravitating towards those bad decisions or, you know, bad for you, let's call them, right? Then you can stop yourself and say, okay, I know why I'm doing this. Maybe I should stop and pause because this might not be the best thing for me. But, yeah. you know, again, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think COVID, if you did the work, like now you have the time. Because mm-hmm. I remember that one of the things that I loved about COVID, and I know that this is like how it affected relationship, but it's relationship with myself is that I had a lot of free time on my hands. So whatever it is that I ever wanted to do, I can do these things now. I don't have the excuse, and this is just me, mind you. I know everybody's experience is different, but I don't get to say like, hey, I don't, I'm not going to face my childhood trauma. I don't have time for that. I do. I have a lot of time. Mm. <laughs> so much time that I'm binge watching shows left and right and I can't get enough of it because there's so much to watch. And I'm like, but I do have time now. And what I'm realizing now that we're getting away from COVID is I'm having less, less time. And I dislike that. Mm. <laughs> you got spoiled. I did. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I like my alone time because I got, I, I started really enjoying my own company, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but. Yeah. It's a good thing, I think. I like myself. It's good. (laughs) Um, And we have people who are in committed relationships. And when I say, when I mean by committed relationship is people that are like, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. It doesn't have to be like you've been together for five years. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, DTR. DTR, sorry. (laughs) What's the N stand for? Name that relationship. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, name the relationship. No, it's all right. Um, but yeah, committed relationships, like I said, if you're just three months in or you're a few years in, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I get that some of these will kind of overlap with what it affected like married people. But I was thinking about, you know, people now, I mean, I guess always can be kind of fickle with their feelings. So if you're with someone, do you think that it would be easy for, if you don't see them, mm-hmm. your feelings could change pretty quickly? Because we always need, um, the typical relationship is that you're going to see that person. You're going to hang out with them. You're going to do things with them. That's like what you expect. But mm-hmm. now we're on lockdown. You can't see them at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe you kind of think to yourself, you know what? Like, mm, I don't really like this person. Or like, you know what I mean? Like now that you just, you don't have that constant um, them with you hanging out. I don't, it could change your feelings about them. Yeah. I mean, if you have a kind of a, a codependency, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? With another person and then they take that person away, it could be traumatizing at first. Yeah. I think over time, and you always have to be careful because then you also start to glorify that other person. Because we, we do this whenever we break up. You You choose the different aspects that you want to remember. And it's almost like you choose to to either remember all the good or all the bad, mm-hmm. right? But if you remember just all the good, you're going to start missing them, right? Because it's like, yeah, you know, like again for me, let's say I, I think it's like, yeah, she was beautiful. She was sweet. Um, you know, she used to rub my feet or something like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe she made me something. And I'm just focusing on that. And it's like, okay, that's great. But it's just like because I focus so much on that, it's like, yeah, but you guys spent a lot of time together and there's a reason why you broke up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh yeah, but she also liked to do this. And she also liked to do that. And she also liked to scream at me. And she also liked to, you know what I mean? Then you start getting a little more balance. But when you miss somebody, you're focusing a lot on the good stuff. And that's not necessarily bad, yeah. but you just need to be careful that these people are flesh and blood. So when they come back, if you build them up too much to be this great and wonderful person and they're human, then they get back. They're not going to live up to your fantasy. They're just not. So yeah. you, you have to be very careful in how you remember things um, because, again, you could you can kind of make this other person that right. doesn't exist. Right. Well, that's what I was saying earlier with people who just started dating. It's the same thing. It's like you're missing them so much that you're overlooking things yeah. that you know – you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, it could be red flags and whatever, but you're like, I'm really lonely already yeah. and I miss this person. We're right. talking every day. Right. And then when you see them, then when things go back to normal, you're like, okay, all these red flags that I chose to ignore earlier because I put them on this pedestal because I miss them so much. You're yeah. really just missing, missing any type of human connection at that point. When we were yeah. in lockdown, you didn't have anything. Uh, I mean, I did, but yeah, when you, you mean anything, like you I wasn't physically physic- touching well, other people that weren't in your house. I, there was, well, yeah, it was my house. I just happened to love my kids. So it worked well, that's out what I'm saying for, for me, people, but, yeah. I'm talking about people who let's say that they live alone mm-hmm. and they have nothing else. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that could be hard. Yeah. Could be hard. Cause I even, I, like I said, I can only take so much, so much time by myself, but, yeah. um, but it's, I think the false hope thing, like you said, it, it could be you put them on this pedestal, but it could be like, let's say that you're in a relationship where you guys go out all the time. That's what you enjoy doing together and it's always fun. You take that element out, going out, and now you just have them, yeah. who they are by themselves, you know, on the phone, their personalities. Maybe you realize, you know what? 
I liked the going out. We were having fun. But you personally, I don't know. Like something's missing. You, you know what I mean? I do. I know exactly what you mean. That's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, right, that's all you have is just that person. Right. And it can't be that you just like them in certain scenarios. You right. need to like them during all aspects, like when there's downtime, when when you're in social um, situations, um, during hard times, yeah, like you need them to be, you need to be, you need to like being around them in yeah. all of those situations. And if it's, if it's, I only like you during this time and right. that's it, you got a problem. Yeah. You got a big problem. Right. Now, because most people don't like to live in that bubble, right? So I can't say like, hey, we don't get along, but I love the physical intimacy. You can, you can form that relationship, but those typically don't last too long. Yeah. Because eventually somebody, they just want more. Mm -hmm. They're just like, no, I need a little bit more. Like, this is great. It's fun. It's been fun. But I think, I think I want something a little bit more substantial. Yeah. Right. Like I need somebody that is okay with me 24 seven on my worst day. If you look at the wedding vows, right. I, you know, through good times and bad and they forget it, but it's implied Mm -hmm. everything in between. Right. (laughs) Well, like with that too, I started thinking about, and again, these are people who are in committed relationships, but when COVID hit, um, if you were one of the people that was affected financially, you did lose your job because whatever you were doing, let's say you were a server or something, the restaurant closed down, you lost your job, right? You're having to deal with this really hard time and you couldn't go get a job like during that time. So it's like, you just didn't have a job, right? Mm -hmm. So the stress of that, if you're not married I don't have to deal with your, you know, trauma that's happening to you. I choose to, but there's no legal, I'm not legally bound to you. So if you are dating someone that goes through a horrible traumatic experience, Mm -hmm. you don't have to stay. No, you don't. (laughs) I mean, if you, if you're irrespective of COVID, uh, if you don't want to be in a relationship, I don't think anybody should be in there. If people stay together because they're like, Hey, I don't know if I'm ever going to see another human again. Yeah. Or I just don't want to be alone. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, I'm just saying that the COVID effect, and not just financially, but let's say COVID affected you emotionally really bad and you are in a committed relationship or whatever it is, that person, if they choose to stick with you, right, that's what we all hope for in a relationship, but you're not legally bound to me. So if I'm dealing with depression during that time, if I lost my job and I can't pay the bills and whatever, you could just say, if you're tired of listening to that, you'd be like, you know what, this isn't working out. I'm out and that's it. Yeah. I think motivation has a lot to do with it. I think if you're in a relationship because you want to, even though it's not perfect and no, no relationship is going to be perfect, but you're there and you're actively trying to make it work. Yeah. That's one thing. If you're there only because where else am I going to go and it's rough out there, you got a problem because it doesn't necessarily, I see this all the time at work where people are extremely unhappy at their job and you can tell because they come in and they're just, they don't want to be there. Mm. And I'm not saying people have to, you know, be happy, go lucky every day they go into work. But there is... It's very clear. It is very clear. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, when you go into work, eh, there should be at least a certain amount of gratitude. Like, hey, I have a job. And if you like what you're doing and you like the people that you're working with, even better. Mm -hmm. But if you come in there and you just really hate it day in and day out, it's like, why are you still here? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you're showing up. You know, technically you're doing the job. You're doing the bare minimum for you not to get fired. I get that. 
relationships are much like that too, because there's a lot of people that are really unhappy in their relationships, but it's like, where else am I going to go? So their motivation is, I don't want to be by myself versus I want to be in a, in a relationship that I really genuinely, I feel like it, we're both in it. We're both working on it. It's not perfect, but we have a lot of good times. But you see that a lot where they're just like, I'm just here because where else am I going to go? It's too complicated. Yeah. I would have to start all over. I would have to date people. I would have to meet new individuals. I would have to, and I don't really want to do it. It's like, okay, great. I don't know what to tell you because you're not happy where you're at and you're afraid to go forward. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You're going to be miserable. At some point, something's got to change, right? And and if and if it's a if it's at work, for instance, if you're that miserable, and you ask them sometimes, like, "Are you looking for another job?" Nah, not really. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you, man. And unless you just plan on being miserable forever, mm-hmm. you might want to think about getting a new job or maybe changing your attitude about this one or something, yeah. because it's just going to get worse. Yeah. And even if it doesn't, do you really want to stay in this state? In frame of mind yeah. every day that you come into this job? And would you want to do that for in your relationship? Yeah. If you really feel like you're not getting the things that you need, and but you're just so afraid that, because, and this is always, this is human nature, right? We always think it's going to be worse than what it really is. It's like, you don't know. It could be phenomenal. It could be the best thing that ever happened to you. But for lack of a better word, if you're being a chicken shit, then I'm sorry. I'd, you get everything that you're going to get. If, if, you, if you're that afraid and you've, there's three basic things when you're in fear, right? You fight, you flight, you leave, uh, or you stay still. Those are the three basics. So when you're afraid, those are the only three things that you're going to do. You're going to lash out. You're going to leave because you're just tired. You just don't want to be around it. Or you're just going to be stagnant. You're just frozen like a deer in headlights because you don't know what to do. I'm, I'm that petrified. I don't want a new relationship. This one isn't working. I don't know what to do. And it's like, it's 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 not a good thing, man. You know, courage, I think, is uh, highly underrated. And courage means that there's you can't have courage without fear. You have to be afraid, but you move forward anyways. That's what makes you courageous. It's like you're well aware that it could be bad. But you're also aware that if you go forward, there could be glory at the end of that. That's why you're courageous. It might not work out for you, though, just that way. Mm. <laughs> but it's that part that gets people still. The courageous ones are like, yeah, I know this is probably going to be bad. But if I survive this, it could be something phenomenal and great, right? That's why, you know, it takes a certain amount of courage to say I do at the altar. <laughs> Because it's a big commitment Mm -hmm. and it might blow up in your face or it might be something beautiful and everlasting. And, you know, you you just don't know. You sometimes you have to go forward despite your your fear or trepidation. Another hard part if you are in a relationship when COVID hit is that um, and let's say that you are living apart. If that person, I think we talked about this last week or the week before, if you are um, only there for that person because they have these emotional needs. Right. And there's Mm -hmm. it's never about you you could feel like you're in this alone, even though you have somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're not, 
you know, taken the time to really talk to you on the phone or FaceTime or, you know, let's say there was a point where you could still send food or something or like, oh, you need toilet paper, right? Like I had people try to send me toilet paper, which is very sweet when it was, you know, you couldn't get it anywhere. They were giving you a hand, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, like feeling lonely in a relationship is hard, but I'm just talking COVID specifically. Sure. Because it's this huge thing, like we talked about, it's never happened before. We don't, in our life, time. We don't know what to think of it. And then you, you're in a committed relationship. So you would think this person would be there for you emotionally, but they're not, they could care, I don't say care less, but you know what I mean? Well, I mean, you you look at it this way, right? So COVID created a lot of anxiety because people didn't know what was happening. There's a certain, Mm -hmm. there's a certain comfort that comes in. Like it's Monday. I'm going to be in rush hour traffic. Mm -hmm. I got to go see Judy at work and I hate Judy. You might not like it, but there's a certain stability there that goes. When you take that away and everything's shut down, we don't know when it's opening up. We don't know if it's going to evolve and get worse. We don't know if they're going to, you just don't know. Mm. There's a certain amount of anxiety that goes along with that. So like humans, we grasp to what we do know, even if it's a bad relationship. So I think even if you were in a bad relationship at that time, you might still hate it. And a lot of people didn't actually separate. They just stood in that bad relationship because it was just like, at least I know this. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen in the world yeah. because COVID could kill us all. But at least I know this person. It's not great. I probably don't even like it, but I know it. Yeah. It's the same kind of philosophy in, in that job where they don't like it. But at least I know it. I know this is the devil I know. I, there's a devil I don't know that's out there. And so one thing that came from COVID is if you had anxiety, it got amplified. And if you didn't have anxiety, chances are you probably developed some during COVID because like you said, especially if you got laid off or something like that, compound with everything, you don't know what your future is going to hold. Are we ever going to open back up? Mm-hmm. Like what's the world going to look like from here on in? Like I don't, I like to work with my hands. I like to be active. I don't want to sit down in, in front of a camera. So what does that mean for me? You know, like mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? It, it, it created a lot of anxiety and sometimes that might have even gotten projected onto your partner mm-hmm. because you're looking for answers and maybe that person, you know, might not have them. They're going through their own little personal crisis sometimes too. But yeah, but yeah I mean, to your point of before, I think when when your, your role typically um, is to be the the pillar right? To, to be the strong person for everybody. So in, in usually when there's a crisis, whether it's a family or even work, there's always that one person that you go to that say, hey, what do we do? There's always going to be, you take on a leadership role. And I think through families and things like that, when you're that person, it's hard because like, who do you go to? Because everybody's coming to you. And I remember I got quite a bit of feedback from different people during COVID and how they were dealing with it and their mental health and whatnot. I was doing pretty good, but I know that it was taxing on people. And when you become, like you said, sometimes you feel like you're the only one you feel alone. You sometimes feel that way too, because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that need help and I'm willing to help them out. At the same time, I'm human too. Like, you know, maybe I might need a little help. You know, for the most part, I was good, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes, you know, that happens too. But anyways, I mean, you know, that, that's for, that's for a different topic is sometimes, when you're looked upon as a strong one, it could be e- very easy to forget that that strong person is also human mm-hmm. and they have needs too. And, you know, sometimes you ought to check up on them as well because, you know, they might have something going on as well. 
Yeah. And then also too, with, um, people who were married during COVID, um, there were some pros and cons, I'm sure, but I was thinking about, um, the biggest thing that I've heard from most married people is, you know, when you're, let's say that you have a traditional marriage, traditional life where you both go to work, you don't have to be around that person 24 Mm seven COVID hits. Now you're stuck at home. You got, let's say you got kids there. So now you're on your kids too, 24 seven, you're around your spouse. That can be hard for people who do like that away time, which I think the majority of people need some away time during the day, right? Like I just, I think that's perfectly normal, mm. but affecting the relationship of they're in your face. And again, there's nowhere for you to even go. Even if you both work from home, everything's locked down or it's so restricted, there's nowhere for you to even run and hide. It's just like, <laughs> well, that sounds terrible, <laughs> but... <laughs> Are you married to an axe murderer? <laughs> Get away. This is your one chance. <laughs> Are you married to Jack Nicholson in The Shining where you need to run and hide? A poor guy. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I can't speak to to that because I wasn't married at the time. And oof, that's wonderful, by the way. But, uh, but I will say that uh, I did experience that a little bit when it comes to my kids. I love my kids. I love being around my kids. But there was no, there was no away time other yeah. than when they were in their rooms, and that happened a lot too. They would stay in their rooms, and I would stay in my room or in the living room. Yeah. Um, and maybe we didn't see each other other than you know to greet each other in the morning, and maybe to greet each other right before we went to bed. But the majority of that time, technically, I didn't see them. Yeah. I knew they were there. I could hear them, obviously. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you're fortunate enough where everybody has their own room and you can have fine solitude, and that great. But to be around a partner all the time. Ooh, what if you were like in a studio apartment? That's what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. I Because I knew about some people that. like that, that they were saying like, yeah, we only have a one bedroom oh. and that's it. And there were a couple and it's like, unless somebody was in the living room and the other one was No, in I'm saying bedroom. studio, it's all open. Oh, yeah. There's, it's like oh. 300 square foot. Like just, Eesh, it's yeah. like a bed next to the TV, oh, next to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I know that would be hard. Well, you, you know, literally like people, can't even close the door. I mean, unless I guess you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe like people in New York maybe mm. felt that because I heard that, you know, you don't get a lot of bang for your buck. Right. And let us know, New York people, what kind of yeah. shenanigans were, were happening yeah, to you like, during that it, time. It, it, yeah. It was, it must have been bad but um you know i don't i don't the only time that i could man, i'm trying to think of another scenario maybe like if you go camping there's really nothing no place yeah. to go well, but it's different because you know it's going it's, there's an end period for it so if you yeah. do it for a week it's like well i only have to do this for a week and then we get back to our normal but i mean schedule. like if you let's say that you did live in a house and you had plenty of rooms where you could do that kind of like you and your sons like okay go in our own room like but what if your partner takes offense to that. What if you have to tell them like, I love you, but like I I need my alone, like I need to close this door and I need to be in here, watch a few movies by myself or whatever. And they don't like that because whatever the reason, they're codependent, whatever, I don't know, whatever. They don't like it. They're like, like maybe they're like, yay, this is amazing. We get to be with each other 24 seven with no distractions and maybe they love it. Yeah, because their physical or time together or physical touch is their primary love language. Yeah, you're in trouble. Well, not even just the physical touch, just being in the same room with them. Sometimes I would, you just need to get away. So I would say this. I would say this. I, and this is a conversation that I, uh, it's, it's a hard topic. And besides COVID, it's hard to let somebody know I need to be alone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my experience, it's not well received. 
and it has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. I've tried to stress that a lot. Like, it's not that I don't want to be around you, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be around anybody. It's like, but you don't want to be around me. And it's like, no, it's not that I don't want to be around you, sweetheart. It's just that I don't want to be around it. They take it very personal. So even if, you know, if COVID and especially if, 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 if they're sensitive to that, it's going to be a tough conversation. Yeah. But I think for your own well-being, if you need that time alone, then you should definitely, hopefully your partner will respect and honor that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always get well received. Yeah. Well, the other mm-hmm. thing too, I thought about this, I, when I told you this originally, um, you started laughing, but I was thinking about what did the people that were having affairs do? Like during that time, <laughs> you started laughing, but like if you're <laughs> like... This is terrible, but if your marriage works because you have someone on the side mm. and that's just how it works, wow. and then now you can't see that side chick no more. Like mm. we're all locked down. Now you're just with your wife. Mm. Or, how, or a girl with the side dude. Yeah, yeah. It can happen too. Is it called side dude? I don't What's know. What's it called? I don't know. I really honestly, I'm assuming it's, I don't know why we wouldn't call it a side. Side dude? Side dude, yeah. Mm. I think Sancho. There you go. Yeah, we have a Sancho. <laughs> but like, Spanish. I'm not saying like, oh, I feel sorry for the people who have an affair. I'm not saying that like, oh, woe is me. No. Logistically is what No, I'm just saying like, yeah, what do you do? Because you can't even, I mean, you could, you'd have to like sneak your phone into the bathroom. Like, how do you carry on an affair? I'm sure people found a way. God, they <laughs> like, have to. Write us in for <laughs> all the cheaters out there. How did you do it? You poor souls. You can write in anonymously. Uh, we could. won't put you on blast. But uh, yeah, I'm I mean, myself. I laugh, but I mean, I know it's it's terrible, but I'm just wondering like that quick change for them because not only has everything changed within their home, now it's like, well, I can't go. You're... You're um, doing that because you're missing something in your life or relationship, whatever it is, and now that's cut off too. I mean, it's a perfect opportunity to deal with your marriage if you want to look at it. Oh yeah, I mean that would be a pro too. Like for some people, let's say that um, their marriage was pretty bad, and some people did grow closer. They're like, you know what? Let's take this time to really focus on us, and their marriages did did improve. Because they had no choice. It was like, okay, like you said earlier with um, dealing with your own kind of demons and stuff, right? It's like, okay, there's nothing left to do. We can't go anywhere. We're here together. Let's work some stuff out. I mean, you really had no... You, you, it's, it's interesting, right? Because marriage is just that. Marriage is... is you can't leave. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you say your vows... Um, you know, you can take out all the stuff about, oh, obey and all that stuff. Forget about all that. Essentially what a marriage is saying is I'm going to be with you. I'm not going anywhere. I promise. And you say the same thing. You say, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I am here. Pinky I promise. promise. Yes. It's a pinky and then like cemented in pinky. Like we're making that commitment to one another. No matter what happens, I'm going to be right here through everything. Right. And, you know, Aside from the exceptions and aside from the the, the one-offs when that's not going to work out, take all the, the very, you know, horrible things out mm. and it's just a, you know, a, a relationship. You've said to that person, I'm going to be here for you. Mm-hmm. So you're here. So that means you need to make it work. It's like COVID. It's like locking them into a room and saying, I don't know when you're ever going to get out. Mm. You have two choices. You could be miserable together. Or you could say, let's see if we can't find a happy medium. Right. Because I married you for a reason. Mm-hmm. We probably changed as individuals and I might not know the everyday things about your life, 
maybe it's time to explore that a little bit. Maybe we need to re-fall in love with one another. Yeah. Maybe I need to get to know you a little bit better because maybe I don't know you as well as I think I do. Mm-hmm. I remember you, you know, 10 years ago when we gave our vows. Right, you've changed. You're much different now. So let's yeah. do that, right? But the whole point is the same is you're not going anywhere. You've already made that commitment. Now, the moment that you go outside of that, that's when things, that's when you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Outside forces being what they are, now you're going to get yourself in trouble because it's outside forces. So if I um, find somebody and I make it work, we see it in the love is blind phenomena all the time. It's like when, when, when they do that show, they're isolated, they're in a bubble and they love each other and it's great and they commit to each other. And then they get out into the world and then the world has different ideas. My mom doesn't like you. My friends don't like you. You're not this, you're not that. Oh, you're a different race. Oh, you're a different religion. All these external things start to come into play. There's other people that are better looking than you, than, you know, and, and things like that. Like all these other extra things. You tend to forget that, no, we've made a pact. We're supposed to be together. And as soon as you let those outside forces, you know, affect you, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Now, that does not mean that, like, to your point, you want to be by yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. There is okay with being, you know, I need to be by myself for a little bit to recharge or whatever. That doesn't mean you're giving up on the marriage. That just means this is something I need, right? Mm-hmm. And other people might need to go to yoga or ride a bike or journal, or maybe they need to talk to their friends. Maybe that's part of their process. They need that. Yeah. doesn't mean it has anything to do with me. This is what you need to, to do what you need to do. Totally respect that. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I kind of liked about COVID is like, okay, y'all don't get to go anywhere. Yeah. You're going to be right there. But, you know, some people did break up and they were like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I think some people that got divorced, because um, I've heard this, they kind of say, like, I am I got divorced because of COVID, because of the things that happened, meaning you're, you have no choice, you're locked down with that person and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but like, I don't believe COVID is the reason for any divorce. Divorce happens because there's other things that were probably underlying you know, issues that came to surface, but you don't just get divorced because all of a sudden you're um, in a very stressful situation. It, that's not the root cause of it. But some people, it's an easy out, I guess, for them. Well, you know, it, it, you know, there's there's stress tests for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And this was an actual stress test. It didn't pass, mm-hmm. and maybe you're better off without that person. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but that's 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 why you have stress tests. You can't have a stress test. Well, you can. I, I remember reading something about this a long time ago where if you have a first date, if you really want to know if it's got legs, right, the relationship, is do an activity in which and in, in where you have to cooperate with one another. Right. So kayaking was one of the ones that's like, okay, you're in a kayak. You have to work in sync, right? You have to communicate. I'm going this way. I'm going that way. You have to navigate the, you know, however the rough the river is. But if you're constantly fighting and you're like, I was going left. No, you should have went this way. I can't believe you went. It's your fault. And you start fighting. Chances are when you hit a a roadblock in your marriage and you will, because life is like that, it's always going to throw stuff at you. And if you're already acting like this now, and this is just a small thing, can you imagine once you're into it for real and now you have a real problem? Like you both lost your jobs. You don't have enough money. Your kids are going to college. Um, what are you going to do? That's what I'm saying. Like for the vows part, you are vowing to be with them no matter what. I understand there's a few exclusions. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) He tries to kill you. You should probably leave. But yeah, I'm just saying, but like you are going to go through different stresses and this was a unique stress, but 
that's not the reason why you got divorced. Like I said, if you're making that vow, you should mean it. You should be like, okay, I am going to be with you no matter what happens. We are going to come out of this together. Yeah. And I think it's a it, it's an easy cop out. I think for people who are like, yeah, it's COVID because you know it was stressful or I couldn't get away from her. And it's like, no, that's not the reason. In my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think you know throughout life you you're going to figure out people that will stick it through and some people if it's just too much you see people tap out all the time whether it's a relationship whether it's getting a degree a certain career path they're just like i don't want to do this anymore i'm done Mm -hmm. i'm out you know what i mean which is which is weird right because in a relationship it's it's difficult because you're going based on a feeling initially and if you're getting married because you love them and you have that feeling for them, beware. You know what I mean? Because that there's going to be days when that's going to phase. That can't get you through everything. I might love somebody, right? And they might give me goosebumps and butterflies in my stomach. But to have that sustainable for 30 years, it continuously, it's not going to happen. There's going to be times when you're not going to feel it. That doesn't mean you give up on the marriage. It just means... You're not going to feel it, right? Because that's the just jumping in there again. I can I can register right now to go to school to become an attorney or a doctor because I feel motivated right now because I just watched, you know, Patch Adams. And I'm like, now I'm motivated. I want to go do this. I want to be a doctor. I want to help people. And so, yeah, but it's like a seven, eight year commitment. And it's like, yeah, but I feel it right now. Like I want to do it you know, hit me back up in six months, hit me back a year from now, three years, four years. If I'm still passionate about it, that's great. But it might turn into more practical. Like, yes, this is something that I want to do. It's part of who I am. This is, this really, or it's just like, yeah, you know what? The movie might have inspired me initially, but I think this is a little too much and maybe I need to figure something else out, you know? And you have those, you see that in marriage too, because it's like, okay, now I'm this far into it. Should I tap out now or should I see this thing all the way through? Yeah. You know, for everybody it's different. But feelings do change. And when you make a commitment, you you almost need to make – I know I keep on going back to marriage, but it, even in relationships, like, you know, you should really – you should gauge where you're at. Where are we at? Are we really that committed? Do you like me that well? Like, do you really want to go forward with me? You know, things like that. That might be a good conversation to have with somebody uh, to kind of see where you're at. Yeah. They did survey women who did file for divorce, either like during COVID or like shortly after. And a lot of the women, what they were saying is, is that when COVID hit, let's say you were able to both of you work from home. Their complaint was, is that all of the housework, all of the children responsibilities and everything fell onto them, even though they still had to work a full-time job. Mm -hmm. But the husband, and I think it's like when you, and I'm not saying for every family, but let's say you have a cleaning lady comes in once a week. So then you don't have to fight with your husband about that. Let's say Mm -hmm. that you have a daycare where you can take your kids and you don't have to, you know, fight about that. You're eliminating these things that can be arguments, but women were like, yeah, I have to work too, but it's that same feeling of because you're the woman, you're supposed to take care of the kids, the cooking, the cleaning, all that kind of stuff. But we still work too. So for if you were married and the guy, let's say that he didn't, he just went to work and that was his thing. But it wasn't as noticeable, I guess is what I mean. When you're both going to the office and let's say you do have help from family or cleaning ladies or whatever, 
And even if you didn't, maybe it's just not so as that noticeable. Was the number one reason? It was just survey like why women said like they got divorced because of that, because it was like the guy just thought like, well, I'm working. She's like, well, I am too, but I'm you also expect me to take care of all of the other duties for the house. And you just like, well, I'm in my office with the door closed. And it's like, I just got to work. And it's like, yeah, but I have to work too. And now I have to go make breakfast, make lunches, make sure the kids are taken care of, you know, cleaning and stuff in between me working. I mean, I can, I can see the rationale, but I guess if I, I'm trying to play it out. And if I play it out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a divorce. Is that going to make things better? Because... Because if what you're looking for is help, you're going to have to find another It's just individual. the resentment. It's the, uh, you think that a person would help you with those kinds of things. And like I said, maybe he, obviously he never did. It's not like he all of a sudden changed, but mm-hmm. it's like it wasn't as noticeable. It wasn't as in the forefront because now you're all home, the whole family, you're not going anywhere. It's very evident who's doing what, I think. Maybe, maybe, but I'm just saying uh, if she's getting out for that reasons, right, for that reason, excuse me, um, what's the end game? Because if she gets out, she's not going to get any more help. That, that, that's not going to change. It's, it's not about the help. It's about <laughs> the feeling of the person is not willing to help me with their children, with their home, with responsibilities that we should both have as a married couple. No, I understand. I, I've... I've, I've 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 been in that situation, but I've never thought that divorce was was a uh, solution to it. But I, I hear what you're saying. I'm thinking more of it logically. I think you're thinking, if I'm understanding it correctly, it's like, well, now I the resentment which can lead to hate. Now I just don't like this person at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be around them anymore. Yeah, because I I dislike them that much. Now. Yeah, and again, that may not. I'm not saying the women are not saying this is the only reason why I got divorced. It's no, just no, yeah, yeah. it's more evident during COVID because men typically don't take care of the children. They typically don't do that kind of stuff. That's what women do, and I just think it. Like I said, it was just more obvious when we're all here together, not going anywhere. Who's doing what? Who's handling the weight? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, yeah. And and that part I do get. And if it's noticeable, but that's what I'm saying from, I'm just trying to logically think it through. If if you get a divorce, that's not going to make your situation any better. I mean, I guess- Now you don't have to take care of him. Now he has to have joint custody. Now you can get help with taking care of the kids because now you have two weeks off. Yeah, I mean, if if the other parent chooses to pick him up, listen, you're coming from a guy that that, um, they live with me. And she doesn't always pick them up. Mm-hmm. So it's taxing on me. You mm-hmm. know, I can go months and don't get me wrong, I love my kids, but I was always, I, I felt like it anyways, it's my side of the story. She doesn't have hers. That's why I don't, you know, mention her name. But but at the time I felt like I was doing all the heavy lifting. And yeah, sometimes when she does pick them up, it does feel like it's it's a little easier. But when she doesn't, if she chooses not to, there's nothing yeah. I can do to enforce that. I can't make them pick up. Yeah. And if the guy's, the guy wasn't attentive before, he's probably not going to be attentive. I hear that all the time from single ladies. It's like they get a divorce because they didn't like him, fair enough. And then they're like, yeah, he never picks up his kids. He's always doing something else. Yeah. And so she's still in the same dilemma. Granted, she can date, but it's still a situation where she's going to have to leave the kids alone mm-hmm. for a little while and go out and try to find... Well, coming from a woman, I will tell you what the difference is, is that 
uh, I'm not speaking about you, but I am saying <laughs> that if I had one child with what my a, husband, a button, man, man bashing alert. No, I'm just kidding. If I had one child and a husband, I divorced that husband. Now I only have to take a, take care of one person, not two. I don't have to take care of him anymore. And that's a big deal for women. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's the difference. It's not like as soon as I get a divorce, I'm going to find help from all other avenues. It's now I have one less person that I have to take care of because that's what most men do is like, take care of me. I don't want to do anything. That's just what we have to deal with. So now I don't have to deal with you. I take care of myself and my child and you can do whatever you want to do. It's less stress for me now that you're gone, you're out. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that, I, I get what you're saying. But like I said, in that particular scenario, typically the dude just going to go find another girl and you're going to be even more resentful because you can't find anybody that you can really share your time with because your primary object or your, your primary uh, priority is your child. And that's fine, right? That's it, it's to be understood. But there's a lot of guys out there that really, you know, it, there's, there's uh, yeah, a lot I'm of not, women. I'm not talking so about. It, sometimes, and yeah. I've seen that because I go out with women and they're really upset. They're like, I put up with all this, and yes, I don't have to put up with him anymore. But now he's out, out there I get living it. his best. <laughs> I understand. I understand that there's some resentment, him. but yeah, I feel bad for him because I'm like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But I'm most sorry. of the women that I know that are a little bit older than me that were married and had to take care of their husbands after you get to work, you don't want to get remarried. It's a sense of relief of not having to take care of this dude. I'm just saying, I I get it, but if I in, in that kind of scenario and I get divorced and I'm like, I'm good with me. I'm fine with me. You can do whatever you want, but now I don't have to clean up after you. Now I don't have to make meals for you. Now I don't have to remind you to do things. Now I don't have to, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just easier. I, yeah. I, I know you don't understand, but I'm explaining to you. I don't think it's you. easier though, because that's what I'm saying. That woman is still going to want companianship. I'm not saying they don't want it. But I'm telling you, to, it is it if you have to, to take care of two people and all of a sudden that responsibility is cut in half, it's going to be easier. No, no I, I get what you're saying on that aspect. Yeah. But the, but the problem is that you're still desiring a certain amount of companionship. I know. To, I'm, not, I'm not talking it. about that. Yeah. I'm no, not, yeah. If you're just talking logistically. I'm just talking logistically yeah. regarding COVID of not having help and having to also take care of the husband. That's what I mean. I'm not talking about your desires to want to find someone or what he's doing or whatever. But um, I did look it up. I didn't write it down, but I think actually during COVID, divorce rates went down 12%. But I don't know if that's because it was more difficult to you know, in the very beginning, like meet up with a lawyer and find another place to live and like all the obstacles with that rather than marriages were just, or even to your point earlier of like, well, I don't want to be by myself because this is unforeseen times. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll just stay in this bad marriage for right now because it's scary out there. I don't know if that's the reason why they declined. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So. I mean, I'm glad marriages. Stay together. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think COVID affected everybody just a little bit, regardless of what your relationship status was. And hopefully it worked out for you listening out there. <laughs> I think we're well past that. So just FYI, whatever yeah. happened has happened and yeah. here we are now. So Hopefully we're all okay. Yeah. I remember when it first started, everybody was like, I can't wait for it to go back to normal. And now everybody's... Complaining because it's going back to normal. Yeah. And they're like, I wish it was <laughs> like, going I back to COVID. Go it's in. like, yeah. Because there, there was some good things. Remote working was 
Something that people oh, got really, amazing. really got used to. I yeah. didn't think that I would like it. I always, because I'm very I, social. I know I, you didn't like it because you, you would complain about it before we, it would happen. You're yeah. like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to come into the office. I want to yeah. do that. was like your big thing. I like to be around and, people. Oh, but, now the tables have turned. Look no, at I still do. as a person. <laughs> I still like to go out, but I'm just saying that like before COVID, working from home sounded like really boring. I'm like, I'm not going to see anybody and... So I like the hybrid. I do like that because I get to still see people and my friends and interact, but I don't have to go in every day. Mm, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. But it's lovely. That is our COVID episode. That is so. our COVID episode. Yes. Let's not ever go back to that. <laughs> no, yes. I'm just kidding. Hopefully. <laughs> that was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. All right. Till next time. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.